Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones, and today I'm going to talk to you about creating your plan to work with influencers. And you need a plan. This is not a marketing practice that you want to just jump in and out of, or it'll prove to be a giant waste of time. This is a two-part podcast with 11 actionable steps to take along the way. And this is the second part of the podcast. Go back and listen to the first podcast if you haven't already. In my last podcast, I shared the first four steps of creating your program to work with influencers. We talked about creating a brand brief, budget planning, and how much influencers cost, KPIs and measurement, basically your goal setting to know the campaigns of success, and how to conduct outreach for influencers. Now let's dig into the remaining seven steps of our 11-step process to make sure you are totally ready for your influencer partnership program launch. Your fifth step, after finding the influencer and letting them know what you're looking for and negotiating the rate, is to create a contract. Yep, don't skip this step. It outlines exactly what you agreed to, and it has your FTC requirements in it so you are more safely protected. Contracts should go with every influencer campaign, even if they're super short. Please make them short. Please, please, please. Short, short, short. And to the point. Defining deliverables will set you up for better success. This includes what platform the content will be produced and shared on, how many posts, whether they are video or still images, are they Instagram static or Instagram stories, super important that you know this, by the way, and figure it out beforehand, the actual timeline of when the post will be made live, how long the exclusivity term is, and also make sure you include how long the post will live and not be taken down. Because how long the post lives is not an absolute forever, as some influencers take it down days or weeks later to clean up their feed and make it look less branded. It's also important to figure out your usage rights and exclusivity here. Are you going to repurpose the social post and share it on your website? Then say that and get rights and make sure you capture it because if it goes away and you've embedded it, it might not be there down the line. We've had campaigns where we paid extra to have rights to use the social post and advertising, including email newsletter campaigns. If you don't explicitly state you have rights, then realize you really may not. Your sixth step after getting the contract figured out is getting the product there. And this is not necessarily just about dropping the product in a box and sending it out. Presentation here can matter. Do you create a special box that has wow factor when they open it? Do you have information that includes a cheat sheet to your hashtags? Packaging matters here. You're creating an impression. And we've had clients who want us to go all out. And we have other clients who are like, yeah, there's a box, put the product in and ship it. And by the way, don't make influencer marketing a last minute thing right before an event. Or you're going to be paying $75 to $150 just to overnight your product there. FedEx and UPS are expensive. And it eats into your influencer campaign budgets. It's really hard also to justify your shipping costing the same thing as a social post. Your seventh step is to sit back and let the influencer go to work. Don't bug them unless you have already hit or are approaching a deadline. Seriously, you don't know what else is going on in their life, like a day job or other brand deals, and they typically will not produce content the same day they get your product shipped to them. Just keep that in mind as you work out your campaign plans. If you can keep the flow going and continually work with influencers, then the last minute need to get content out there is lessened. If you're doing a big influencer push for a holiday or event, then you need the lead time to make it happen. They can always schedule the post for later. The more time to have to work on the details and craft the plan, then the more time you have to get your product to them and have them create the content. It's all better. As an eighth step, you want to be sure that you get approval of the final content you are paying for and have ability to impact content revisions. I'm not saying here that you need to don your creative marketing hat and tell the influencer how to change everything. They should already be on board with the details from your brand brief and your previous conversations. But this is where you want to make sure the written copy looks right, that the right hashtags are used. 
that your brand name is spelled right, that they've used the hashtag ad, hashtag sponsor, so you're in compliance with the FTC. If you're paying higher dollars, you're going to have more rights here to command changes. If you sent product for free, it's not exactly a high-priced item either, then realize your limitations. Make sure you give positive feedback and aren't negative Nancy harping on all that is wrong with the post. Remember, the influencer knows how to get people to follow them. And one of the benefits of working with influencers is that they are really good at knowing how to create content that gets engagement. What you think might work may not be what actually works. You may feel a little out of your zone on this, and that's okay. As a ninth step, you want to see how the content's performing. And this is also where you want to come in and boost the content. You can either do this yourself through the influencer whitelisting the content and you're going in through your own platform or by giving the influencer the dollars to do it directly themselves. It's also important here to take a step back and actually look at what the comments are. Are fans of the influencer positively making comments or are they negative comments too? The more authentic and organic the influencer you chose to work with, the more positive the comments should be. If you're getting ripped socially for the post, then there's something wrong. And it's typically that you chose the wrong influencer or how the product was positioned was wrong. People like being supportive of influencers they like and follow. Take a step to reflect so that you can make changes in the future for your next influencer campaign. This is also where you get to measure your KPIs, making sure your goals were met, which leads us to the 10th step, where you want to capture the content because we all know that if you can't literally see something, then it kind of sorted didn't ever really happen or exist, right? And with social influencers, content can be here today and gone tomorrow. And this is really important to brand owners and chief marketing officers. So screen grab away and capture that content. We use a subscription platform called CoverageBook. Go to coveragebook.com that was made for PR. And so it's really great for digital links and even press clippings. But it works well for social influencer posts also because what it does is it uses the link and it pulls in the image and it traps it forever so you have it into perpetuity. Um, and you can also put in your likes, your comments, your overall reach and some other factors and it will put it all together in a very pretty report for you. It makes clipping and capturing and reporting much easier. So you don't need graphic designer wowness capabilities to prepare a report that will still wow your boss. Plus you want a report to be able to share with media in the future or new retail partners or whomever. Just trust me. Capture that content and make sure it is recorded and pretty. You can share overall reach, likes, comments, and engagement rates of your content as well within this report. And that engagement rate figure is going to help you when you work with influencers like nano or micro-influencers who don't have high numbers. They typically, though, have higher engagement from followers, which includes friends, family, and then wider circles that might actually literally know that person and feel like commenting to show support. Plus, you're reposting all this awesome content, right? Don't forget to do that. So that is super valuable all in itself. The 11th step, which really could come before number 10, is to pay the influencer. Seriously, get on this and get on this fast. They don't want to wait 30 to 45 or even 60 days for payment. Set up a PayPal account and fund it. Then you can immediately pay the influencer as soon as they have posted without having to go through all the processes that might normally take internally. You will get their love and gratitude. And I'm really totally serious about this. Best way to never work with an influencer again, delay payment. They've done their part and they expect to be paid promptly. They are not a business and used to net 30 or longer. It's more like a gig they've just done. And upon completion of that gig, they expect the dollars to come in and a learning lesson here. Ask them what email address they want to use for PayPal because it's often not the one they have been communicating with you on. And then you have to wait for PayPal to come in and post a cancel button after a wait and then do the whole process over again. It's just something that is needless. We've learned from it. Don't do it. 
And as I said at the beginning of this, it all takes a lot of work and a ton of time for that one single post to show up. That's why so many brands hire agencies to help them. Many brands don't recognize the amount of time it actually takes and question fees associated with it. And it really is like herding cats. And yes, you can put a junior staffer on this or even an intern, but you probably aren't going to get quite the same results and have as many people working on your behalf who know how to avoid some potholes along the way. This is something that is considered a full-time job. Influencer marketing is not something that you just do for an hour here or an hour there. It takes a lot of time and a lot of work. We have a few pieces of content that you'll find really valuable that I suggest you download from our website. The first is a social influencer guide that walks you through the process I just spoke about and expands on how to create great partnerships even further. The second is our social influencer survey, and I love it. This is a fantastic survey report that we created and we conducted with hundreds of influencers to find out how they would prefer to be worked with, what their thoughts are on creating the best brand collaborations, and how they price themselves along with dozens of other topics. It is going to teach you so much and it's such a valuable tool. You can also visit our influencer marketing school at learn.hollywoodbranded.com. That's learn.hollywoodbranded.com where our classes provide you and your team actionable insight to help you create the best marketing partnerships for your brand. And we offer a very comprehensive DIY influencer how-to program with that. And make sure you stop by hollywoodbranded.com for more tips. Check out our library, which has infographics, white papers, eBooks, and videos, so much free content. Or our blog, blog.hollywoodbranded.com, which has hundreds of helpful hints on how to make brands influencer and entertainment content partnerships a success from the get-go. That's it for this episode. I hope it was helpful and please let me know if you have any feedback. I'll see you next week. And as always, if you need a little or a lot of help, my agency Hollywood Branded is here to lend a hand. If you would leave a review or any questions I can address in the future, I'd really appreciate it as your feedback helps me know my advice is valuable and interesting to you. 